0: Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's
1: begin. Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast. My name is Debbie from NDIS Property Australia, and this is the first episode of our new monthly in-depth series, SDA Unlocked, where we delve into the supply and demand data for specialist disability accommodation in different areas around Australia. Today, we are going to be talking about the Dandenong area in Melbourne. Uh, Why are we talking about Dandenong today? Well, there is a lot going on there. We have had a number of different sources telling us they're going to be um, building some SDA properties in the area in the coming years. So we thought that it would be a really good area to start our series on because it's interesting to see what's going on with the stats here and why projects are being considered for the area. So firstly, there is a new initiative that has been initiated by the Victorian government, the Revitalise Central Dandenong Project. It's going to have about $2 million of government and private investment to deliver a mixed-use precinct to revive the city centre next to the Dandenong train station. You'll see the area transformed with residential dwellings, community spaces, commercial offices, a hotel, a conference centre, an entertainment precinct, and a new Little India retail and dining precinct. It's also hoped a private hospital may also be built there. This project is expected to generate around $375 million for the greater Dandenong economy, and 3,890 jobs during the construction period. It will create over 8,400 direct jobs by 2041 and $1.5 billion a year when the project's complete. In addition to this central Dandenong revitalisation program, another major development's also happening, the Dandenong South Industrial Estate, part of which the internodal terminal is a transport hub Connected with the Port of Melbourne via the Port Rail Transformation Project. Woolworths, Bunnings, and logistics companies are setting up major distribution centres in the Dandenong Industrial Estate. So uh, you can see there's a lot going on there. The Victorian Government's also got a social housing project, and affordable housing is also on the count. So we know that SDA demand is also high or potentially high. And combined with our sources who are telling us about these upcoming projects, um, let's have a look at what the current and projected demand from participants is in the Dandenong area and what the current supply of dwellings is looking like. So moving into that demand data, um, where I'm going to be talking about is the SA3 or Statistical Area 3 region of Dandenong. That comprises the suburbs of Clarinda, Oakley South, Clayton South, Dandenong, Dingley Village, Keysborough, Noble Park, North Springvale, and Noble Park. Now, the total NDIS participant statistics put out by the NDIA show an expected population of 4,521 by this year, 2023, in the Dandenong SA3 area. Now, the NDIA have always stated that they expect around 6% of all NDIS participants to qualify for SDA funding. So based on that number, 4,500, we're looking at around a potential 270 SDA-funded participants as of this year, currently Only 194 participants have that funding. What is the actual demand? Um, We got out of that 194 currently funded participants, 36 we know of are seeking a dwelling, 14 looking for an IL, improved livability, six are looking for a high physical support, five are looking for a robust home, and four are looking for a fully accessible home. Seven of them... And not known so what does this tell us well it it leads into expected overall stats of the different sda dwellings in that the improved livability is the most required option for a dwelling um, our estimates generally are about 70% of all participants will have isle funding So at the moment, we've got more looking for wheelchair-accessible homes. That's the HPS and FA categories. But um, you can see there is still a good need for the IL. Now, that's the demand. What about the supply? What we do know is that in the Dandenong area, there are 61 enrolled dwellings. This is as per the NDIA quarterly stats that come out every three months. And um, the latest stats that we are working off currently are as of the 30th of September. The new stats won't be coming out until February. So we don't have anything more reason to go from, unfortunately. So anyway, um, 61 dwellings, of which 40 are existing and legacy. What does that mean? Existing and legacy are the old in um, disability housing, the group homes, the state-run disability homes that will be defunded over time. So even if residents currently have SDA funding, um, they can live in those homes, but they will be having to move over the next few years once new-build dwellings are available for them to move into. So there are 21 new-build dwellings, 60 existing and legacy dwellings, a total of 61. I have done a calculation of the actual number of residents in these dwellings uh, because those stats also tell us that there are um, so many one resident dwellings, so many two resident dwellings, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got a total of 189 places for residents in those 61 dwellings. As I said, 40 are existing and legacy, uh, so around Two thirds of the dwellings. So we're looking at something like 144 residents currently living in the old style homes that are going to have to move. Now, we've got a current known demand of 36 participants looking for a home. So that is likely to increase as high as 150 in the next few years. Taking into account The um, overall increase in NDIS participant numbers, so those current numbers are based on the NDIS's um, demand data as of 2023. Um, NDIS has stated that by 2032, the number of Australians in the scheme will be over a million. Currently, there are About 550,000. So we could say that the participant numbers are going to double. If the uh, expected number of NDIS participants that will qualify for SDA funding remains at the 6% that the NDIA have quoted all along, we could say that if the participant numbers double, we could have an additional. 200 SDA-funded participants in the Dandenong area in the next 10 years. So let's talk about the next five years, make it a bit more realistic. Let's call that half that number. We could potentially have a demand for 150 current plus another 100 participants in the next five years until 2028. Um, Number of dwellings those 250 participants would need, would likely need, possibly around about, you could say half. So, um, possibly around 125 additional dwellings required over the next five years. And we currently have 61. So, let's have a look at what we know is in the pipeline. Pipeline dwellings, are also some of the information that the NDI provide in their quarterly stats. However, they don't unfortunately provide that information broken down into the SA3 regions, the Statistical Area 3 regions. They only provide it based on the larger SA4 region and Dandenong falls under the Melbourne South East SA4 area and that also comprises the Cardinia, Casey North, Casey South and Monash SA3 regions. Now I've gone through and calculated the number of NDIS participants in all those different regions and worked out that Dandenong accounts for around 25% of the total SA4 area. So without any better, more detailed statistics put out by the NDIA, at the moment, that is probably the the only way we can really figure out what the pipeline might be in Dandenong. So what are the pipeline figures? We have 81 dwellings that are supposedly um, under construction or going under construction. This is based on what the um, NDIA is advised when – um builders and developers are putting in the plans for SDA assessment, which has to happen at the commencement or before the commencement of a build. They have to notify the NDIA and have their plans assessed to be SDA compliant. Again, that SDA assessment happens at the completion of build to make sure that it does comply with the SDA design guidelines. So, these are not all necessarily going to eventuate into an SDA house, but you would probably say that a lot of them certainly will be going ahead. So let's work on that 81 number of which 25% would be around about 20. Um, We also know the different design category, the build type and the number of places that are going to be built. So, What do we know about these pipeline dwellings? And I'm going to go back to the overall SA4 Melbourne Southeast region, 81 dwellings, 41, so just over 50% are high physical support, 30 are robust, nine are IL, improved livability, and one is FA, fully accessible. So... What we can see here, which is kind of bucking the trend from what we've seen around other parts of Australia, is that um, over, what's that, about 40% are actually robust, which is great to see. Uh, It also means that um, the majority of dwellings that are going to need to be built in addition to these pipelines will be for the other three levels because we know that around about 10% of all uh, SDA-funded participants will be robust category. So that's a good thing to know. Um, The build type, there are four different categories. There are apartments, villa duplex townhouse, house and group home. Those are the four different build type categories. And, and of course, those can have different numbers of rooms and number of participants um, in those various dwellings. So taking all that into account, what I have determined is that the pipeline places that are looking at being built in the Dandenong – sorry, in the Melbourne Southeast region are 74 high physical support 57 robust, 16 improbability, one fully accessible. And by build type, we have 26 places in apartments, of which there are 26 apartments. So those are obviously all one-tenant apartments being planned in the planning. There are 21 pipeline places in Villa Dupex townhouses, of which there are 15. There are 92 places in 38 houses, and there are nine places in two group homes. So, again, you could take 20% of all of those if you wanted to go into a, a guesstimate of what might be being planned in the Dandenong area. Um, but again, looking at the overall figures, we would say there, could be estimated to be around 37 places under development in Dandenong. So if we assume that there are 20 dwellings, 37 places, and we need up to 125 um, additional dwellings, then we are going to need um, another 100-odd dwellings being in the Dandenong area. That takes me back to something I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that we have been advised by various sources of some projects in the planning stages. Now, this is pre-being notified, pre-the NDIA being notified, so they're not in the NDIA's official pipeline figures, but we know of around about another 80, 85 units that are being looked at being built in big unit apartment complexes in central Dandenong. So how does that impact the dwellings required in the coming years? Being all apartments, it means that there's probably going to be a requirement for houses in the area for those participants who have funding for houses or townhouses. Or group homes. So the um, apartments are a great thing to have. They're always going to be central. They're going to have uh, on-site carers. Um, if you were looking to buy into one of these apartments down the track, if they do come available to sale to the public, then you would potentially I guess, have to understand that you're not necessarily going to get a high physical support tenant in. You're not maybe even going to get a tenant in there who would have funding for a unit Um, and therefore you would likely be looking at a lower income than what is potentially possible. Uh, But as long as you understand that it's still going to be a good income above the average yield you're going to get for a regular residential property. It's it's probably still worth considering. However, if you're looking at Dandenong in terms of a house of land or a villa or a townhouse development, then um it looks like there will potentially be quite a demand for that in the coming years. So that sort of sums up the what the supply and demand statistics, the data is telling us, and uh, take from that what you will, um, whether you think Dan De Nong is likely to be a good area in the future to invest in or not. Uh, but this just gives you an overview, really, of the process we go through in doing our due diligence when it comes to looking at areas that we want to have stock to provide to our investors and um, how important it is to look at the long-term demand and supply when looking into an area, as well as what's going on in the area in terms of infrastructure and development. So uh, we would encourage you to um, contact us if you've got any queries about this If you want to know more about these in-depth Dandenong stats, uh, I'd be very happy to discuss it with you further. You can drop me a line at info at ndis.property. Or alternatively, if there's other areas that you want to know about and you would like to hear about on a future episode, then please let Erin know, erin at participants.com.au, which areas you want to know the detailed supply and demand about and we'll be more than happy to include that in a future podcast. So thank you for sticking with me through these all these mind-numbing figures (laughs) and I hope that you got something out of it and I look forward to uh, going into a new area, giving you the lowdown on it in the next episode. So until then...
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.